0: Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Human trafficking has always been a crisis at America's southern border, but now it is exacerbated by some liberal policies of the Biden administration. Today we interview Mayor Don McLaughlin of Uvalde, Texas. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview with a new guest, Mayor Don McLaughlin of Uvalde, Texas, population 17,000 near the Mexico border, is a fourth term mayor. He's been elected four times. I think he knows what he's talking about. And I wanna welcome him to this program. Mayor Don, how are you today, sir?
2: I'm good. How are you? And God bless you. Thank you for this opportunity.
0: Thank you. I'm honored Brilliant. to meet you. And you've become a little bit famous recently. You've been on Fox News a lot of times and Tucker Carlson is doing a special interview with you. Uh, we're, we're lucky to get you in between your other scheduled interviews. Uh, please introduce yourself to our audience and in your, in your sleepy town of Uvalde. Sure. Well, my name
2: is Don McLaughlin. I'm the mayor of Uvalde, Texas. Uh, we 're about sixty miles uh east of the border uh, out of about seventeen thousand people uh, you know and if I never had to be on t v that would be okay with me. but uh, these times and what we 're facing now have caused us to have to go out and try to be as vocal as we can to let people know what 's going along our southern border
0: well i 'm interested to hear about this, um, of course, we love all people of all origins and all races. Uh, and yet there is a human trafficking problem and a drug trafficking problem that has been on our our southern border probably since the 1800s honestly but but it's it's becoming exacerbated because of recent events the Biden administration is repealing certain restrictions which uh People are dropping off children at the border without parents and it's causing a separation of parents from their children. And uh, I wanted to get you on to just give us a general observation of the trend.
2: Sure, here's what you're seeing down here along the Southern border. And what most people don't realize and most major media outlets don't wanna let you know is this human smuggling has become as as big a business for the cartels in Mexico as it is the drug business. I mean, they're, they're trafficking these people across the border. These children, they're going, they're trafficking these people across the border. As you're bringing these people across the border and they go through some of these towns, they may go to a family and take their kids away from them and say, this child is crossing the border today with this, uh, with this group. And then they bring them into the United States and then they drop the kids off because they no longer need the kids that are across the border. And it's something we're seeing more and more and more. And when these people come across the border, they're paying this cartel these, to come across that border. They can't come through the United States border along uh, the Mexican border without coming through the cartel's territory. and They're paying them anywhere from, from 5000 to $25,000, depending on where they want to go. And when they get to the United States, if they haven't paid that cartel, they're indebted to that cartel. They're going to work for that cartel or somebody that's done them. And this is the story that most people aren't seeing or hearing.
0: So there seems to be a black market for trafficking children. And as horrible as that sound, are, are the children safe or are the children abused or is there, uh, sometimes we hear reports of, of coyotes involved in rapes of, of young women, uh, why would any parents subject their child to the danger of the cartel?
2: Well, here's the problem with that cartel. You know, it's not whether you wanna subject them to it or not, they tell you, this is what we're doing. And if you don't like it, they'll, they'll take matters in their own hand, whether it be beat you or they shoot you. I mean, it, it, the cartel's ruthless. It's very ruthless. And I mean, in answer to your question on the women, four out of five women that are coming across in these caravans are sexually assaulted. They've been raped. Really? And they have been raped. And that, that's, that's a statistic that they won't put out there. But the Border Patrol and the government knows that statistic. I got that statistic from them. And, I mean, just three weeks ago, we had a 14-year-old and a 15-year-old here, uh, uh, immigrant children that gave birth at our local hospital, to babies.
0: Did you say four out of five young women who are trafficked are raped?
2: Yes, I did. They're coming across that border. That's what the statistics are showing. That it's, is just an that.
0: That is horrible. That ought to be prosecuted even before the drugs. I, I would think. I mean, I, I know America has this appetite, and there's a, there's a black market because drugs are illegal. But uh, raping women is a felony. That peop how do people get caught, and what are what are your police doing?
2: Well, I mean, we we in our sector already, we've caught 121, or excuse me, 111. Uh, Previously convicted sexual predators trying to recross the border in the United States in our sector. And so what's that leading to? They don't want to get caught. So they're getting in these cars and they're leaving our law enforcement in our area on high-speed chases because they know if they get caught, they're going go, to get deported back or they may go back to jail. But the way this, the way this administration is doing it, I don't think anybody's going to jail. Go. They just send you across the border and say, don't do that again, uh, which is crazy.
0: Well, if your small town of Uvalde, population 17,000, has an active police force that has arrested 121 previously convicted sex offenders trying to recross the border and come back into America, and that's just in one town, can you imagine and multiply how many thousands of crimes there are against women across the entire border? Has anyone studied this?
2: No, well, they're not releasing it. I mean, but the the the, uh, the border patrol will tell you because now they're all they're all under gag orders and not supposed to release the information now. But most of them will tell you off the record that it's bad. I mean, it's the and, and the government has the numbers and the government knows, but the government's not releasing them, those numbers. And if they did, I think more people would be up in arms with what they see today that's coming across that border
0: let's take a short break. When we come back, more with Mayor Don McLaughlin of Uvalde, Texas.
3: Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News.
0: Today, we are remembering to pray for and commemorate our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, who was, in our generation, perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel, and pro-America president of our time. To remember him and honor him, we've issued these brand new golden commemorative coins. They have Donald Trump right in the cover and it says, in God we trust, to remind you to pray for our 45th president. For a suggested donation of $45 to our ministry, we'll remember and send you this 45th president coin. And not just that, we're gonna throw in a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World with the Christian Activist DVD. So you get all three. You have a coin to remember to pray and then to learn how to be an effective Christian activist. You get the book and the DVD and then to show the world your Christian faith. We're gonna add this window decal. It says, I pray for religious freedom. So you can remember to pray, learn and show the world that you stand with us at Pray in Jesus' Name. Please donate today when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the bookstore button at the top and you'll see all four items for a suggested donation of $45. Or call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Get yours today. How can you discern the thoughts in your own mind from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or from angels or from invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps, and you've seen us on this show talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. Maybe you know that I wrote my PhD dissertation entitled, How to See the Holy Spirit and Angels and Demons. And it's all about this important topic of receiving the gift of discerning of spirits. How can you discern the thoughts that come to you? How do you know to learn to hear the voice of God and discern that from the demonic voice which tempts us to sin. Well, this is an important skill and it will change your ministry. It'll change your life, which is why we've created now not just a book, but a 17 part video Bible study on a four disc DVD set that we would like to send to you and your church and your family and your small group. This important Bible study series goes through Matthew, Mark, Luke and John How did Jesus discern the spirits? How did the Apostle Paul discern the spirits? What does the Old Testament say about demons and the Holy Spirit and angels? When you learn to discern, it will transform your life and your ministry. Please visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and get this important video resource. Or call us toll free at 866-ObeyGod. And for a suggested donation of $99, we'll give you the entire 17 part Bible study series for just $99. And if you order today, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org or call us toll free at 866-ObeyGod. Get this important Bible study series for your family. Call today.
1: Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. I made a mistake
0: earlier, I said Uvalde, Texas is a sleepy Texas town of uh, 17,000 people, but actually it's got five stoplights along Main Street and uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine you might have a Walmart.
2: We do, we have, we have a super Walmart on the, on the east end of town, and an HEB.
0: That's pretty good. Uh, what else should I know about Uvalde? I'm sure I'm selling it short, but you—you you have hardworking rancher communities who love God, they love Texas, and they—and they love America. And I'm guessing most of them voted for Donald Trump.
2: They did. We're, Uvalde is about 88% Hispanic. Uh, the, the town of Uvalde is, and this time, this last election, uh, uh, President Trump won Uvalde County, as was. We have the first republican sheriff now in Uvalde that we've had in uh' i don't ever remember having a republican sheriff uh and you know it's just a good god loving community i mean you have a lot of the hispanic faith is 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 unbelievable their faith in God and their faith uh in christ is just It's just astronomical what you see. I mean, they're they're very strong, passionate people about their faith.
0: Well, I encourage that. You know, when I was a Republican legislator, um, I used to talk about immigration in in terms of um, uh, race versus morality, right? Nobody should be discriminated against because of their origin, their language, their race. Um, We welcome people who are law abiding immigrants. Uh, the challenges and where discrimination ought to happen, I think, is in terms of crime and morality. And when people, when evildoers are, their first intention is to break laws. That's a that's a filter, right? We should we should allow in law abiders and keep out law breakers, and and have a prioritized, you know, some kind of formal system. And that's why the immigration process uh, works. But. Everyone's saying it's broken. Everyone's saying, well, just let everybody in, even if they're criminals. Uh, how do you respond?
2: Well, you know, first of all, yeah, we've dealt with immigration all our lives down here, and we're not racist. I mean, the, what, what the most people don't realize, they're letting all these people in the country. You don't even have a permit. They're not even given a permit to work. They, they can't go out and get a job. If they go get a job, they, they broke the law. So what are you doing? You're pushing the men into the slave labor or to the underground labor department, and you're pushing the women into the sex trade because they're going to do whatever they have to do for their for their families. I mean, you know, we need to we need to do it the right way, come across the board the right way. Get these men, these grown men in Washington who who become elitists and are out of touch with with uh, you know the common man today, and say, look, let's sit down at the table and come to it. The solution that works for everybody. Let's give these people the ability to work and care for themselves, and let them and keep pride. Then you're going to know the ones you want in the country, and the ones that the ones that are going to be problems in your country. But we don't. But we don't. That'd be too easy to do, I think.
0: Well, you talk about the faith of the Hispanic community, and I imagine many of them are Roman Catholic. That that seems to be the tradition. Uh, but those people love Jesus. And can you tell me the story of your own faith? How did you, uh, where did you come from? Or or, uh, what is your belief?
2: Sure, well, I I mean, I I believe, uh, I I strongly believe in God. You know, as I told you before, I'm a a firm believer in the power of prayer. But I mean, I was raised in Uvalde as a Catholic, then we went to the Episcopal, and then at one point in Uvalde, the masses went to clearly Spanish, when I was very young, and so we went over to the Episcopal Church, uh, you know, and then uh, my faith kind of grew. I, I got into Chrysalis activity and the Emmaus activity and so forth, and, and uh, you know, I've seen God do some really wonders in my life. I've done things that I never would have thought I would have done. I've been to Africa and helped build a church over there. Uh, I just thought I had faith, and I saw with those people in Africa the faith they showed. Uh, and it's funny, uh, National Day of Prayer this year— I was supposed to be out of town. Uh, and it's funny. My trip got postponed out of, tra- out of town because I was supposed to pray for government. And uh, that day, the lady called me and said, oh, you're in town. You're, you're going to pray for government. And we were laughing about it because God has a funny way of telling you, no, you're not going to do what you want to do. You're going to do what I want you to do. And so I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer in, in, in what God does. And he touches my life every day.
0: Well, and you've been through the ringer. You know, you've been uh, in the national spotlight and you've been criticized, I'm sure, uh, but that kind of comes with the territory. What inspires you to wake up and continue serving the public?
2: Well, look, I, I care about my community. I care about you, body. It's a great, it's a, we have wonderful people in this community. I love this community. And the only reason I'm speaking out in that because I want people to know what's coming home because our, our little community is putting harm's way every day. This afternoon, we had two trains that we took over 50 immigrants off of each train, belling off each train. Some of them will have criminal records probably when they're all get, when it's all said and done, but that's the way they can do it. But it, it's affecting our communities. We have high speed chases go through our town. We locked our schools down, our public schools, 48 times in the spring semester. And, and one of the schools ended up having to hire off duty police officers because we had so many bailouts and foot traffic by those schools and we shouldn't have to deal with that. We shouldn't be dealing with this at all.
0: Well, and this may be just the beginning of, uh, as the Bible says, the beginning of birth pains. It may be getting worse as the Biden administration changes policy. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll ask Mayor Don about Title 42 restrictions being lifted.
3: Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News.
0: Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I wanna make available to you a new resource, a four-part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and get this important video resource for your family. Call us right now. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I wanna introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry and the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think?
3: Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray In Jesus Names Ministry. Dr. Chaps here but this great ministry needs your support and you you should donate to it. You can also use your promo code PrayNews and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts. A lot of those proceeds are coming right back. I'm gonna put them right back into this, into your amazing charity and show. 15 years ago, I invented my pillow. It took me two years to develop because I wanted to have everything you would ever want in a pillow. I made sure that you could adjust my patented and fill so you could have the exact support you need as an individual regardless of your sleep position. I also wanted a pillow that would last, so I made my pillow machine washable and dryable. Go to mypillow.com to get deep discounts, not just on my pillows, but so much more. For example, you get my six piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98, or MyPillow Dog Beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code.
1: Empowering you, the grassroots activist.
0: Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Uh, If you've been following American politics for the past four years or longer, you remember that President Donald Trump was very strong on immigration. He ran on a campaign to uh, rebuild the wall, to enforce immigration laws, and there's a particular section of law. I'm gonna have Mayor Don come in and explain it. Uh, Title 42 was more strictly enforced by uh, during the Trump years, and now it's going to be lifted under the Biden years. What does that mean?
2: Well, Title 42 was a policy the government could use to send back, the Border Patrol could use to send back uh, uh, people that crossed the border illegally, From especially during the, the uh, pandemic, during the uh, COVID-19, they were able to send these people back to their own countries or to make them wait in Mexico uh, because their countries had a high rate uh, of uh, infectious diseases and so forth, and to take the chance of bringing those to the United States, Title 42 was put in place. And on the 21st of this month, uh, the 21st and the 24th, we don't have the firm date yet, but the Biden administration plans to take it off. They've already they've already taken off Romania, Mexico, but when they take off Title 42, this what we've seen has been a cakewalk to what we're fixing to see.
0: So is this related to when people declare asylum, like they came from a, a, a horrible communist country like Venezuela, but, but they end up here um, and they say, I'm being persecuted by the government. Trump said, you have to wait in Mexico. Uh, and, and now they're not gonna have to wait or are they gonna be processed on the American side of the border? They're
2: not gonna have to wait. They're gonna be processed on the American side of the border and they're gonna be released or put on an airplane or put on a bus at years and my expense and send anywhere in the United States they want to go. Where you and I have to use an ID to get on a plane or, or anything, they get a piece of paper and they can go anywhere they want in the United States. Which, again, I'm not against these people. I'm not against immigration. But there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. They need to come through the front door, not the back door.
0: Yes, and thank God COVID is easing in its restrictions in America. I mean, people can go to baseball games now, it's summer. And, and if, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask in many states. That's becoming a, a relax of the rule. How does the COVID change impact the people who are coming across the border?
2: Well, I mean, they, right now, there's no, they have no impact. There's no COVID protocol for testing anybody coming across that border. The federal government may tell you that they're testing, and the only people they are testing is family units. I mean, I started screaming when they first did this that they were released. They were picking people up that, that uh, and putting them in hotels, and non-government organizations were testing them and finding that they had COVID. They were putting them in hotels, and they went back to, to, to take them food or medicine in the evening and the people were gone. They got on a bus or they got on a plane and they left. And you wonder why in some of these states we're seeing an outbreak because these people aren't staying in Uvalde, Texas. They want to go to big cities and up north. They don't want to stay in Uvalde. So
0: we've seen, for example, Los Angeles, the, the, the outbreak of COVID among the Hispanic community was devastating. Um, and they don't have. Maybe it's poverty. Maybe it's the fact that they came here with COVID, or they have relatives. Or, uh, but when you try to govern an ungovernable uh, uh, population that you know is hiding from the government in the first place, they're not taking precautions, and so it does have a public health effect. Um, and we pray for God's healing upon those who are affected, whether. Whether they're here with right motives or not, we pray that God would heal everybody of this tremendous disease and it would be over. Uh, Mayor, we have just about three minutes left, and I I do want to pray for you, but what is your message to Americans? What do you want us to know or do?
2: Look, like I said, there's a lot of people coming across our southern border, and there's a lot of good people coming across that border. But there's a right way to come in the border, and that's to come in and apply the right way and do it the right way and get it. And come across that border. But mixed in with these people coming across that border, you have known MS-13 gang members, you have known sex offenders, you have known murderers, uh, you have known kidnappers. I mean, be aware of your surroundings. Understand, we're dealing with it today, you'll be dealing with it tomorrow.
0: Well, that is shocking. Any message, if let's say on some random chance, Joe Biden or Kamala Harris are flipping across the channels and they see this interview, what would you wanna say to them?
2: I would want to say, come look at the come look at the mess you created down here. Come actually come to the border. Not one, not you know. It's great when these people come from, to the border and they go to these uh, unaccompanied minor stations and they want to take pictures and different things, but they don't want you to see those pictures on the inside because know those holding cells, some call them cages, some call them holding cells. There may be two, three hundred kids in one little one little pen, and they don't want you to know that. They want you to make think it's a good humanitarian deal, and it's atrocious this, this, what these kids. made to
0: do or stay in. I do see a double standard in the media. When Trump was in office, there was, there were cameras everywhere and they were blaming him for everything. Now that Biden's in office, they're hiding it from the cameras. They don't want you to know, and they're staying in Washington to avoid the publicity of a presidential trip. Uh, Let's take a moment and pray for Mayor Don. Father in heaven, we ask your blessing today on Mayor Don McLaughlin and the city of Uvalde, Texas, and everyone uh, on both sides of the border, United States and Mexico, who is struggling with COVID or they're struggling against crime or they're being violated by the cartels. uh, God, give the common people relief. Give them healing. Give them freedom. Uh, Give them prosperity. Uh, God, give them protection. That's what I sense is that Uh, There is danger and we ask for your divine and sovereign protection for those today who are facing a crisis in their life. Father, we pray you will protect them and stop the evildoers. God, we rebuke the devourer. We rebuke the devil that is inside of the lawbreakers who want to engage in human trafficking and drug trade and violence. God, we pray against the demons inside of them and we pray you forgive their sins and bring them to Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen,
2: thank you. Thank
0: Thank you, you, our guest has been Mayor Don McLaughlin. His email is mayor at uvaldetx.gov. Our website is prayinjesusname.org. Again, prayinjesusname.org. Please donate when you visit. If you need prayer, pick up the phone and call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time.
1: This is PIJN News.